we have to come together and decide a way to make the audio not good. We have to decide a way to make the audio not good. Yes, we haven't done that enough. <laughs> we had an audio problem. I screwed up my audio. I did it. It's me. I'm sorry. Please enjoy the rest of the episode. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Always a cowpoke, never a huckleberry. And Jim. Flapjack the Clown. Yeah, that's coming up soon, because today we cover episode 16, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 16, part 2's title is Doug's on TV. A mistake on multiple levels. (laughs) Do you like clowns, kids? (laughs) Who doesn't love a good clown? Any old nobody over the age of six years old watches this show that we're about to talk about. Or listens to the funny papers. <laughs> or also that, yeah. at, least, at least mentally. I will say, I'll put my chips on, on the table again. This is the horniest episode yet. Not, uh, like not you the say, worst. again. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I always have to get... Uh, showing up. Like, this show doesn't have a depth <laughs> to its rock bottom. Like, I... Normally, I'd push back on that one, but while uh, Nature Dom's Doug was right on up there, <laughs> this is real fucking horny. Okay, the last, one... the last line of this episode, let me quote verbatim. I'm going to be doing yeah. this a lot where I don't punch anything up. I just quote it verbatim. Lucas, don't make me ride you around the room. And there's context to that, and also the setting of that line is extremely important. Incredibly horny also, but moving yeah. on. That's a good. We gotta build up to that to point, guys. But uh, watch you. it, Hoss. I may have to rope and hog tie you. <laughs> Hold on, save it a little bit. Yeah, because that does happen. But kids, if you've got moly. any problems with '90s era homoeroticism, this may not be the episode for you. If, like <sighs> us, you were brought up in that time period and you still find it funny despite the fact that yeah, you probably shouldn't. Oh boy, is this the episode for you? No, yeah. it gives me strength. It gives yeah. me power in these trying times. <laughs> you draw it into yourself. You breathe deep. I breathe this. deep and then Flapjack comes out. Flapjack, <laughs> the naked fucking clown. I fill my lungs with 90s era homophobia because that way the virus can't get me. I think about right. Flapjack's painted little wiener. Well, that's no different from yeah. any of the rest of your life. Yeah, whom amongst us? <laughs> Me, <laughs> specifically, and also half the audience. Now they're, We're they're, working they're, on they're that cool. half. We've got it down to 49%. We'll have it down to 40 by the time this airs. <laughs> okay. That, wait, does that mean that you guys will do advertising for the show and tell people to listen? <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> we will in our own inimitable fashion. Oh man, I hope you do, and I hope you do too, dear listener. Like, share, and subscribe. I want to learn how to draw so I can draw a flapjack and make oh. my own flapjack stories. 
ham and cowpoke Peter. Just make make creepy pasta flapjack. You don't really have <laughs> to try creepy. to make creepy pasta flapjack. Just a straight screenshot of a couple of shots from this episode will do. This is so well. Let's get into this episode after before we start making more esoteric allusions to it. Uh, it begins with Doug saying that today. Aunt Betty Ann is coming to visit. She uh, she works at a TV station in Bloatsburg and barely gets any time off. She works for public access. Yeah. Yep. Barely gets any time off to come see us. Or maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there, she has other shit going on in her life. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, we I don't know how far away Bloatsburg is. Like, this, that could have been like a 16-hour drive. Like, that's a right. bit of a hike, and uh, you're going to visit... Okay, yeah, you're going to go visit your brother, sister. Is it ever established which no. one of Doug... No. Okay. Just... Why would it be? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's recall here real quick, if this is your first episode listening. Uh, Bloatsburg is where Doug originally moved from. Like, since Doug is the new kid on the block, uh, Bloatsburg is his old hometown. Uh, and so Betty Ann is coming here. And she rolls up to the front of the funny household. Oh, wait, no. We can actually tell you where Betty Ann is from because Doug's mom is named Theta and his dad is named Phil. So we can okay. say for a matter of fact that <laughs> she is, in fact, related to Phil. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that means that also they have the same mom, right? And they have that same, like, because uh, grandma. Yeah, they grandma have the cool funny. grandma and... Both children have rebelled against their cool <laughs> parents. Doug has three grandmas, though. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. the show confused itself. <laughs> That's so I'm enti- I entirely buy that uh, grandma number one is in a lesbian relationship. Yeah, she's pretty <laughs> awesome. She's cool as hell. Yeah, and loves talking shit on Doug. So, uh, Betty Ann rolls up, and the first thing she says, she says, Well, here I am. And no one, like, Doug's family is out the front, and fucking no one reacts. <laughs> Everyone just deadpan stares at her. We acknowledge like, your presence, but they Betty don't. Ann. Like, Doug, like, weakly waves, but nobody else says hi. Like, <laughs> They're mad that they have to be back from the hotel. <laughs> oh, I could just eat you all up. Dougie, I can't believe how you've grown. Oh, you're so big for your age. She's saying all this stuff and, like, no one is talking to her except for Doug. No. Like, this is, okay, this is Phil's sister, right? He's just like, oh, God. Like, what the hell? I mean, I think I think they do this to, like, prep the idea that Doug is going to go on a baby cowboy show. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the thing is, like that, the it's the only way that like she, it, her, this aunt would have to have absolutely no social skills whatsoever to think that like a twelve-year-old fits in on a three-year-old game show. Well, I, I think she does, and I think that's part of why no one really reacts to Further her. Further reinforcement I, that she is in fact Phil's sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's like very. She might be like a little like, out of touch or, like, a little, like, you know, not right because she, like, doesn't really see the world correctly. And I think maybe that's why everyone's a little on pins and needles. In a world where everybody sees everything completely correctly, the world of Doug Funny. 
<laughs> right. Like, let's be real here. It's entirely possible she's seeing this stuff accurately, and Doug <laughs> is the one who's just thinking, oh, this is a show for babies, me." Right. right, it's like, um, it's like the Rugrats babies, how they always pretended to be, like, way more mature than their age, or at least Angelica did. Like, this is what Doug is doing. Yeah, like, no, that was last year I was in that grade. Right. I like also I just I just realized this Doug going he goes on the cowboy show for babies and he's not even like a ringer. He's a lot like like he doesn't even get the record. <laughs> right. <laughs> later. Okay, let's get into that as we yeah, no, like I will give some credit to the show for the fact that okay, parents not like parents and aunts and uncles not quite being able to track how old you are and not sure. being able to treat you accordingly. Yeah, that ring is completely true god knows that in about two years my baby cousin is going to be in about this age bracket and i'm still incapable of not treating her like she's six so sure it sucks to be her are you gonna invite her on our baby cowboy show the funny papers yeah that's a good idea (laughs) you should uh show her a couple episodes of doug yeah Yeah. let's do that that's a good idea for smart people teach her some good lessons (laughs) oh don't do that don't Parents, we learned from Brock the other week. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, uh, so basically, uh, Betty Ann says uh, that she has a big surprise for Doug. Hooray! Doug's going to be on the TV Weavy. TV Weavy is the name of my pop punk band. <laughs> right. Then finally, this is when Doug's parents have really their only lies in the show. Uh-huh. On TV? Congratulations, mister. Oh, Betty Ann, you shouldn't have. This kind of, like, goes into my theory that Doug's parents only, like, talk to him when they're, like, proud of an accomplishment he made. And this is the only time that they've been proud of him so far. Well, no, they were proud of him. uh, Oh, shit, there was another time. In Doug's fantasy of the mayor, like, they were briefly proud of him before they were hideously embarrassed by his failure. In real life, is what I'm talking about. That's the first time. And they were also proud of him in the fantasy book signing. Yes, but also there was like, there was one other one too. There was one in real life. But it's very funny that they're proud of him for doing literally nothing. Like right, he's literally, selected. he's doing nepotism to get on TV. <laughs> and they're just like, you did it. You Kids did it, buddy. these days have so many advantages we didn't have. Congratulations, son, on my sister throwing you on a show for six-year-olds. <laughs> You're going on a baby show, and his mom knows that, and she's yes. still like, that's great. <laughs> well, maybe Phil is like, congratulations, mister, you finally cracked the secret that's been driving me this whole time. Nepotism. <laughs> maybe Phil just uh, watches that show religiously and is a huge fan, so that's why he doesn't <laughs> try to stop it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this is good. It's like American otaku. But... <laughs> <laughs> The show is complete, has nothing to do with the shows that were on during the 90s and everything to do with the shows that were on while Jim Jenkins was a kid. It's hee-haw, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's let's get into that as we get into that. Yeah. We keep jumping ahead, but... Um, just so excited about just Flapjack. Just chopping at the bit to get that clown penis. I know. You, I know you guys are just like, oh my god, is that angry clown here? It honks aggressively at Doug. And we gotta tie him up. We gotta tie up the clown. Gotta make things God damn, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on one second. Okay, okay. So, uh, and Judy's like, oh, this would be wonderful. I remember my own debut. So, like, has Judy been on TV too? Like, That's the implication. 
Also, the verbiage there is weird. Like, it's very weirdly dubbed. Like, it's weirdly fast. Like, I think there was originally a different line there, and they redubbed it at the end, because the voice flaps don't match. Yeah, I, I can see that. Maybe they, maybe she was just like, man, you suck, Doug. It's a shitty show. <laughs> but uh, but Doug, Doug imagines what he thinks he's going to be on. Uh, he's Recall before uh, that Doug's had a TV fantasy before where he was like on the Cosby show with Buster, his puppet, right? And Doug has another TV show uh, fantasy where he's more or less being on The Tonight Show, right? Yeah. Like he's being introduced by Patty and... Oddly, Patty is, like, holding notes in order to introduce Doug. She's like, oh, what if I forget what his name is? I need notes for saying his name three fucking times yeah. like a psychopath. <laughs> Doug funny, Doug funny, <laughs> Doug yeah. funny. Just absolutely egomaniacal. Yeah, and 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 like he's being played on by a band and stuff. Like it's basically the Tonight Show. Yeah. For those of you who are too young to know this, once upon a time, the most desired position in show business for anyone anywhere is the job Stephen Colbert currently has, host the Tonight Show. Back in the years when SNL was good, the Tonight Show and SNL defined what you were supposed to think if you were a certain class a middle class person who watched both snl and the tonight show it's found you idiot you moron you fool (laughs) i don't know nor do i care now of course the tonight show is watched exclusively by the late boomers and slash early xers and like snl it's a dying piece of legacy media kept intact by it's not entirely clear what it's being kept intact by mostly inertia but there's so many of them now. <laughs> no, they're actually very popular because boomers yeah. watch a ton of TV. Yeah. Huh. And people fall asleep to it and it stays on, which pumps the ratings. Right. That's so <laughs> great. I mean, that's a strat for late night Twitch streamers, too. Because that's why they stream it late at night, because people watch it, fall asleep, it pumps the number. <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. I love it. Yeah. Also, uh, Doug, Doug, while he's like walking out to the band playing like a jazzy version of the the uh, Doug theme song. He does the fucking Arsenio Hall hand gesture, which dates this episode so perfectly. What is that? It's the uh, like where he's, he like uh, uh, like spins his fist around. He oh. it's missing the woo 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 thing. But yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I was just I like the one person they picked is like the. <laughs> The coolest guy that's ever existed. And there's yeah. like, oh, D- Doug's this one. Okay, I've well, heard that name before. Who the fuck is Arsenio Hall? He was a talk show host in the 90s. Oh, He's okay, like an okay. off... I, I don't know a ton about him, um, but I do know his hand gesture. And what I do know about him is what, uh, from the clues that I've picked up from uh, Tiny Toons. That <laughs> God. Nice. That's how I know everything about any of these talk show people. I know, right? That, that is one of the kind so. of cool things, like, you have these weird cultural echoes, like, learning recently that the gangster accent, we all know the, yeah, see? That's all Looney Tunes doing callbacks to a guy who was big in the 20s. There's all this weird cultural echo shit where people making shows for tiny children are reaching back into the reference pool from when they were kids. 
Which is what exactly happens on this show. Exactly, in fact. And yeah. as a result, you end up with this weird cultural osmosis of you sort of know things about 50 years ago because that's the last time that these people had any idea what was going on in pop culture. Well, you know what that means, right? I am certain that people are doing this with Doug right now. That they're making callbacks. Ah, so you've listened to, to your own podcast, have you? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in like legitimate media. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I don't yeah, listen yeah. to any of that, so I wouldn't know. I want to go. I want to find if this if these exist. I want to see them because I just don't yeah. know what you would reference. Probably the intro with like the drawing. Because your stuff. other big thing is that right now the only people who watch TV are the baby boomers. So. Mm. It's probably a bunch of, like, Twitch streamers and YouTubers making references to this shit, and you'd have to dig real fucking deep. Yeah. I think it's just memes now instead of television show references. True. The true final... uh, Only art. Yeah, final art. Fully (laughs) distilled art. It's come to this. The last one. To... To one picture and two lines of text. Perfection. You had to watch an entire 12 minutes of animation in order to get what we can get across in this single picture of Arthur <laughs> with his fist clenched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, give well, me liberty and do not take away my minions memes. <laughs> I will give you neither. You will enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, back to this. Uh, back to Doug on the Tonight Show. There's one other thing I noticed in this fantasy before we cut away. I noticed that Doug's catchphrase was, <laughs> let's get busy. And then if you look in the back, there's a couch, but there's also a bed. Uh, <laughs> like on set. Uh, <laughs> like, like there are sheets on it. <laughs> let's not investigate that any further. Yeah, I was just, just laughing, think about Doug standing in his bathroom just completely naked, just mumbling, <laughs> let's get busy to himself. <laughs> yeah, because the set, he's standing where he can still see his bedroom from the bathroom, uh, yeah, so that's the like, back of the set. He's just and brushing his teeth, and he's just totally glassy eyes, like, let's get busy. <laughs> what, yeah. you don't do that? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> please, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm normal. <laughs> okay. So, uh, anyway, we flash back from this fantasy, uh, and we find out that, no, Doug's not going to be on the Doug Funny Show. He's going to be on the show that Betty Ann works at, oddly enough that he'd be on that show, uh, Cowpoke Pete's Kitty Corral. Hooray! (laughs) In the, uh, in my notes, I... Did the typo cowpoke Peter and it's making me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. It's a much better name. It's like this Mr. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> this but, is the uh, kind of show that existed when Jim Jenkins was a kid, and all of them were gone by nineteen ninety one. Yeah, we also right. learned that this is a public access TV, which is, you know, back in the day when we publicly funded things. Right. Weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> which even though this show Doug was on cable. Yeah. (laughs) Very weird. Uh, But okay, so Doug is like, oh, no, but that's a baby show. And, like, his parents are like, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, you're going on that piece of shit. You're going on that piece of shit. Yeah, fucking, we're going to humiliate you. Who gives a shit? But uh, but Judy's like, gee, tough break, Doug. Just one word of advice, though. If any of the toddlers ask how old you are, 
Just tell them you're immature for your age. Ow! Is that a casting couch joke? In, I know. in, in Doug, the TV show for children? <laughs> Is it? Is I... it? <laughs> Let's leave that mystery unsolved. Yeah, that's like that's tangential to it. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, did they do like a young for your? Uh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> There's. Oh. They did kind of, because they are making a reference to the mature for your age gag yeah. that everyone always says, which is also I mean that's also a what some couch thing. So yes. Oh, yeah, you're so mature for you, right? Sit down on this couch. And I guess it's also in reference to being cast on a television show. <sighs> yeah, that's what's what brought my brain to this place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> and by all accounts, Nickelodeon was not immune to that, but we'll move on from that point. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Oh, man. But so, but hold on. Like, the, when he's talking about this, that it's just a show for babies, a couple episodes back... Doug loves that show Uncle Grunty, right? Yeah. Which is also a show for babies on a farm. Yeah, why would you have any internal consistency whatsoever? It's also funny he doesn't know like what show his aunt works on, but yes. he does watch Uncle Grunty. Yes. Yeah. And and his he was the only one who said hi to his aunt when she arrives. So, like he's the only one that might like her. Like <laughs> There's a lot of question marks here, but we're about oh, to. Oh man! Well, the questions so far are relatively few in number. They're about to fucking multiply. They sure do, because we jump into the fantasy zone. Because Doug knows what this show is, because he imagines the show, like what happens on the show. Yeah, Doug knows what the show looks like. The animator here comes the horny. Yeah, the animators <laughs> definitely didn't just reuse the same background they'd already drawn. Right, right. <laughs> From Uncle Grunty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so so Doug imagines uh, Cowpoke Peter, Cowpoke Peter. Except for white out. now for some reason. Later on, he'll right. turn out he's not white. Right. Uh, he, he, well, that's what Doug imagines him Doug as. imagines Cowpoke Peter. Mu- Cowpoke Peter, I must be precise. Yeah, we have to call him Cowpoke Peter now. <laughs> is, uh... White as all hell, and explaining that this week on Kitty Corral, you'll get to see Doug Funny, the biggest little baby in the world. Yeah! Come on, come <laughs> on! You've been on, if you've been on DeviantArt for five minutes. You know that somebody's <laughs> getting off to this. Oh, don't worry. Then, just oh, to no. maximize it, we see Flapjack the Clown walking over to where Doug Funny, wearing a diaper and a pacifier... In a high chair. In a high chair, has a rope attached to him, and then he inflates and hovers above the crowd like a balloon. Well, okay, also, Flapjack is a clown. He's like a super tall clown, and he's frowning this whole time. He's like scowling and frowning at Doug while honking a horn at him. Flapjack (laughs) disapproves of this amalgam of eight distinct fetishes. Yeah, you've been a also, bad baby, Doug. A bad, bad baby. You've got to be punished. But, but also, let's blow you up like a balloon. When they tie the rope around him, I looked at it. The rope is a noose. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like, like I looked at the knot on it because I was like, "There's no. This has to be the way it's treated is like a lasso knot, like a slip knot, right?" But no, it's a 
fucking nudes. I have to assume that's because the animators only knew the one knot they knew how to draw. Because <laughs> they draw it constantly around Doug. Yes. <laughs> This was at, oh, this was just a production still that one of them made as a quick gag, and it got <laughs> filtered into the storyboard by accident. They just rolled with it. Right, Jim right, Jenkins right. didn't give a shit. It was like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so Doug imagines inflating into a balloon and crying. As a big as baby every, while he's bound. As everybody laughs at him. And it, like cuts out of the fantasy from that like that's what it ends it's terrifying a frowning clown honks a yes, horn terrifying at you. that's the emotion that evokes we're all <laughs> scared right now yeah, i'm very since i'm normal i'm very scared of that i don't want it yeah, to happen to me we're all incredibly scared we are scared rock solid <laughs> yeah i'm rock scared <laughs> <laughs> just a just a hard little scaredy cat. <laughs> Good, we're normal here. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, but <laughs> so yeah, so we cut out of that, and Doug's in his room with Skeeter. After that incredibly weird sequence, we go to the completely normal sequence of your friend playing chess with a dog. Yeah, and losing because the dog cheats. Also like, that, yes. Desperately. The dog just, like, take, moves all the pieces in a way that neither chess nor checkers can move and takes all the pieces. That's to show that Porkchop is smart, remember? <laughs> yes. Porkchop is kind of weirdly superfluous in this episode. Yeah, he's just, yeah. But, so, so... He's talking to Skeeter, and Skeeter says, don't worry, no one over the age of six watches this show. And, I mean, I guess maybe he watched it with Dale, right? Like, that's how he Well, no, like, there's a whole running gag of Skeeter saying that, oh, nobody over the age of six watches this show, but he also has encyclopedic knowledge of the show and gets really into it. Because he says, he says, oh, man, yeah, like... Only six-year-olds, like, no one, last week, no one even could manage to hogtie flapjack. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this show that they six-year-olds hogtying a clown? You know what type of show it is. Come on. All right. Yeah, okay. But, like, okay, for reference, dear reader, in case you don't know, what a hog tie is is where an old cowboy would take, the, like, all the legs of a pig and, like, tie them up so it couldn't run away. Definitely so, not horny. <laughs> so, so this is what is being requested of children to do to this frowning, grim clown. Time grim up. visage of death. You must yeah. rope the clown. You must cover yeah. the clown in your ropes, prepubescent children. Oh my God. Tie, God. tie up the clown. God, don't even say that. That's not like that's just uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, you weren't comfortable before. Now I see how it is. I mean, I'll okay, take that my business worse. elsewhere. Zips up pants. <laughs> <laughs> Good day. <laughs> I see what I'm not wanted here. <laughs> Zip. One, just take one last sniff of the popper and then take off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You open the door, leave, then reopen the door, come back in and take another sniff. <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
and then and throw the ropes back in the room as you leave. <laughs> Why are they wet? <laughs> they weren't wet when you left <laughs> two seconds ago. <laughs> what are we gonna do with these wet ropes? Tie up another clown? No, I, I can't even get off to that anymore. At this hour, <laughs> where am I going to get another clown? Be serious. Oh, this show is making me lose my mind. <laughs> oh yeah, same. This this episode in particular. Oh man. All right. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> so Betty Ann just like comes in the room, right? She just like fucking rolls in there. Uh, Doug, you've been putting says, on those miniature condoms your grandmother got you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you've been practicing. Uh, so, <laughs> so she basically like Doug introduces Skeeter and he like more or less is just like, yeah, I was just telling Skeeter that he has to come with me because you gave me two tickets. And Skeeter's no, like, you no, didn't. no. She didn't give him two tickets. She just yeah, said, she did. No, she just said that I'm gonna, you get to be on TV. There was no point earlier when she said, you get two tickets. It's just suddenly established at this point. Well, no, she gave him two tickets when she said, you're gonna be on TV. She'd like, hey, it wasn't like, no one, there was no reference to any of this, but she like handed him two tickets. Okay. Usually know. there's, usually there is a setup is what Jim is trying yeah. to say. Right, <laughs> right. There's, well, this is like payoff to like why they gave, it doesn't matter, who cares? Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Doug so, guilt him into coming along because he's just beat like like no Skeeter was saying he really wanted to do this. Nope, but actually had all my teeth gonna be drilled that day. Thank you for coming along, Skeeter, after I guilted you into this. Doug is like a huge asshole here. Just like take it yeah, just by here. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. But yeah. this is a particularly bad moment for me because it's like he clearly doesn't want to go and you're just like dragging your friend down with you. So what I love here is that so he's given two tickets, but Doug doesn't have to like break his parents. Nope. <laughs> he right. just like goes. All the other you know, kids have their parents with them. Well, no, they don't. We look in the audience like there's a couple Some of parents backstage, but there's like most of the audience. Yeah, there are just parents who are getting care. really pissed off about the fact that Doug and Skeeter are there because they're like twice the age of all the other children who are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They Can you imagine being there and caring? <laughs> Yeah, they they're all at the saying, bar. <laughs> <laughs> they straight up say, they're not even just saying like, oh my God, these kids are so old. They straight up say the phrase, that's disgraceful. Those boys must be at least twice as old as anyone else here. Honest, we're only six years old. Uh, no, five. <laughs> Absolutely correct. The most yeah. true thing ever said on Doug, actually. <laughs> Right, yeah. but I love that she's the, these these moms that are saying that they say it right next to Betty Ann, who just like smiles yeah, and who doesn't like, give a shit. Absolutely no social cues whatsoever. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess that's where Doug gets it from. Anyway, so Doug is like, oh man, they're in the crowd now, and there are uh, kids just going buck wild all over the crowd. Right, they yeah, love. Like, it's shit. an absolute third circle of hell. Kids just tearing one another <laughs> apart. Yeah. absolute tragedy of man against man toddler against toddler and in the middle of it Doug sits feeling oh this is so beneath him right and they're throwing popcorn at him as he's walking <laughs> yeah. through the crowd all the kids are totally owning him throwing popcorn in his face but uh and Doug's like oh it's so great that we're in this together but then Skeeter like puts on a disguise and is, it, it somehow makes him stick out more and he's just like yeah sorry <laughs> no fuck sorry you. bro yeah and hold on so like 
So finally, uh, Kappa Peter comes out, and he's just like, hey kids, welcome to Kitty Corral. And he asks the kids, he says, y'all got your branding irons? Which, whoa, they're handing out Why, branding yes. irons to kids? Yes, I do. We have to mark our property. <laughs> like, recall, branding irons are a thing that cowboys use to, like, burn their logo into cows' asses, right? So, like, who are they going to brand? Are they going to brand Plapjack? <laughs> yes, they do it. They, they chase him around literally with the brander. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, is this just, like... Plapjack is into some weird shit. He just loves getting branded for comedy. And other reasons. <laughs> Just a really quick pause here. At no point does Doug ever say, I don't want to be on the baby show. <laughs> he just he doesn't stand up for himself whatsoever. He doesn't protest. He just is like glumly glows along with the it. closest he comes to ever expressing any of his unhappiness is after Skeeter starts getting kind of into the show, he crosses his arms and looks really sullen. And that's it. That's the extent of Doug taking action in this whole fucking show. He tries to escape, too, but his, (laughs) his, his aunt is blocking the one way out, I guess. I guess, even though there must be, like, emergency exits. And she's just, she's, I picture her just, like, you know, like, doing, doing like, uh, football blocker moves in front of the emergency exit. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. The, of course he doesn't stand up for himself. Like, a, a, a authority figure told him he had to be here, right? Like, that's Doug. Yep. There is no escape. There is no progress. There is only being stuck in a place that you hate because you were told you had to be here. Forever. Incidentally, it doubles up as a very nice uh, example of Protestant theology. (laughs) Well, so... Anyway, Skeeter's getting, like, more and more into this show. Like, it's showing that, you know, he's actually, like, this is easily a fan and all that. That's why he knew so much about it. And, uh, finally, Barnyard Peter says that it's time to play Romper Roundup. And Doug is just like, oh, no. And Cowboy Peter takes off his 10-gallon hat and... This is where this is in one of the more unsettling scenes. Yeah, do one of you guys make this the episode art? Look, his head looks like a fucking big old cock. Like he has a he has he his he has a pillar for a head, like the shape in the shape of a cowboy hat. For what purpose? I don't know. It's body horror. Like it's (laughs) not even a good visual gag. Yeah, it's like the shape of his ten gallon hat that he was just wearing. That's actually the shape of cowboy. This guy wears a ten gallon hat like other men might wear I don't know a tiny condom <laughs> and and also we need to say that Calpo Peter is like shorter than Doug and Doug is an 11 year old so let's say Doug is like I don't know max like five feet tall like four foot six right and Calpo Pete is like you know, a good six to six to twelve inches shorter than Doug, and half of his body is this like you know image of a ten gallon hat. Yeah, it's just like it's horrifying. Kind Anybody of, ever right? see the MST3K This Island Earth? It's like that. If those guys just makeup department just wouldn't stop adding extra forehead. <laughs> well, so he takes off this hat. And he th- and he says, "It's time for one of you little wranglers to come down here and play Romper Roundup. What do you say about that?" Yay! Yay! Oh, yeah! 
whichever one of you little rustlers catches my lucky cowboy hat will be the one to play. Whosoever pulls this hat from this stone shall be right wise <laughs> king of Kitty Roundup Corner. <laughs> yeah. And so he throws it out and you know where this is going. Obviously, Doug just dreams his way into having the hat land on him, right? So, like, Cowboy Pete must have sort of, like, aimed it at him, maybe. Or, well, hold on. Hold on. So, we, Betty Ann knew that Doug was going to be on the show, right? Like, she said specifically, she said, you get to be on TV. And yes. now Pete directly lands the hat right on Doug's head, right? Got a hell of an arm, that dwarf. But, like, was he told to do this? Was he like, you have to land this on Doug's head? Like, I mean, this dude's magic. The problem is that that would involve a degree of Betty Ann taking an interest in her nephew that I don't think the text demonstrates. I think this right. is just a stupid coincidence because God likes and or hates Doug, depending on what the episode needs at the moment in time. Sure. Yeah, well, anyway, it, it lands on his head. It lands directly on his head. And uh, then he's like, oh, no, I have to do this. Right? Like, he doesn't say, I don't want to. He just, he's like, I mean, well, if, like, if he just, just said, I don't want to do this, they can't force you to be on TV, Doug. Right. Or if he just, like, if he takes it off, puts it on a random kid's he head. Skeeter's head. He wants to do <laughs> <Right>. this shit. <laughs> right. But no, of course he has to do it. Um, and from this, we cut directly. There's a direct cut, and it cuts to Roger sitting with his friends at his house, and he's laughing at the news. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's watching. It's not house. He's in the one trailer that's here. We, right. The it's one zoomed out. It's zoomed out here, and we know he's the only trailer. It's the right. one. Also, we learn later in the series that uh, Willie, the one that starts every sentence with duh, is actually the mayor's kid. So they what? could be at the mayor's house right now. Oh my god! Well, no, they're they're just hanging out at Rogers', which I mean, I guess is good of Willie. Like that's nice of Willie. Yeah, but like, doing... just take them to the big house where the big TV is. Okay, but it's nice that he's not like holding his class over Roger. He's like, okay, we can hang out at your house too. Like you're no better or worse because oh no, of you're status. better because I am in fact your minion. Yeah, I guess. Which so. is our further evidence that Bob White is supposed to be Bill Clinton because, ah, he's enthralled to big welfare queen. Oh my god. Oh no. Yeah, you're welcome for that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, so it cuts to Roger and there he's just like laughing at the TV and it shows that they were watching the news. So, like, he's just laughing at a news report? I don't know. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely losing his shit at the concept of Boris Yeltsin. Just dying laughing. <laughs> right. And so then they start flipping through channels and they're like, wait, wait, go back. Because it shows that Doug is, this The show is live taping. And uh, Doug is like putting the hat on on stage, right? And he's like, and, and, and he's like, oh man, this is going to be good. And uh, it, it, it shows Cowpoke Peter he goes, hey, what's your name, cowboy? Doug? Well, not today. Today, your name's Hoss. Nothing weird going on here. 
and and he says that after it shows Doug, he goes off stage and then he comes back and he's wearing like a little boy cowboy outfit with like a teeny hat that's tied on with a string, right? It's trauma inducing. Absolutely <laughs> trauma inducing. You're just gonna be my little cowboy today, huh? You're just a little baby cowboy. Now you need to go tie that clown up. <laughs> oh For reasons. God. And if you don't do it fast enough, kids, what happens? Tell them, kids. That's what the stakes are. Like he asked the kids, "What happens if you don't do it fast enough?" Within sixty seconds, and everyone yells, "You gotta do it over again!" <laughs> Just tie that clown up until he stops resisting. Yep. <gasps> I do oh have in my, my notes God. the tiny hat rules, however. It, oh, same. I, I wrote, I love that hat, goddamn. <laughs> yes. And, and it shows that Roger, like, starts taping this. He's like, oh, man, this is going to be good. Yeah, he lives uh, in a poor household. However, this is 1992. VHSs are not cheap. VCRs are not cheap. But he's got one, so don't worry about it. He was it. probably, like, taping over his parents' wedding video. Yeah, okay, that true. <laughs> Oh man, but okay. With the so, news too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So they show that Doug has to do like an obstacle course, basically. The first thing he has to do is he has to ride more or less like a mechanical bull rocking horse, which it shows pointedly is not plugged in. <laughs> like it shows the cord just like. It's not plugged in and it almost throws Doug off, who is, again, like. Five years older than the kids this show is supposed to be for. <laughs> yeah. So either Doug is profoundly physically weak, or this regularly kills children. Yeah, this right. launches them back into the audience. That's how they go. That's how they return to their seats. Right. They just put them on that thing. Right. So it launches him into some mud, uh, and then his next tax- task is to catch a live pig. And then to hogtie a grown-ass man. This is the weirdest show. And this happens every week. Incidentally, just uh, (laughs) old-timey knowledge that I have for... I'm still not quite sure where I picked this up. Like, there's an expression you may have heard of, like, trying to catch a greased pig. Because back in the day, they didn't have anything to do for fun. (laughs) And so, like, one of the classic bits of entertainment was you would grease up a hog... You would then do the uh, rodeo trick of tying a rope real hard around its nuts so it was really pissed off, and Uh. it would take off like crazy through the town trying to do anything to get rid of the horrible agonizing pain it was suffering, and people would compete to try to grab the hog. Great. So this was originally something you only did because you were excruciatingly bored, which reached its final form in tv shows for tiny children saying you gotta catch this pig tiny children (laughs) this is a task that fully grown men failed at wait has this happened on actual shows they had to chase pigs or just on this show i have no idea i wouldn't be shocked (laughs) if it did but there's a whole i thought for a minute you were gonna be like yeah that's actually god i hope it's true but i haven't seen it (laughs) So, also, what you're saying here is that Flapjack the Clown has his balls tied up. Also, that is an inescapable consequence. I am afraid. <laughs> this is that's just normal, truth. though. That's that was that happened before he got to the studio. Right? <laughs> right. Isn't that how you guys prep for the show? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> so that you try to finish it real quick. <laughs> it's very important to make sure that you're all nice and tight before you uh, start <laughs> podcasting. 
<laughs> right. Oh, God. All right. Well, Doug finishes this in one go. He doesn't have to do it over again. He's proud of himself. He's like, hooray. And But then he tells Skeeter, he says, Skeeter, I think I'd like to drop off the face of the earth. I cannot believe I just hogtied a clown. We all <laughs> done some things we regret, Doug. Whom amongst yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. We gotta live with our sins. Look, the alternative was leaving a clown free to roam. (laughs) But, okay, we also learn that the prize for this is a genuine VHS of the show. And this isn't ever referenced later in the episode, but I think it's important to remember. And I'll tell you why when we get there. I think it's it's important. Um, Yeah, they just do a weird advertisement for for a VHS brand right here. Which, that's that's on track. These TV shows did, were, like, absolutely had the... But what, for what purpose? There's not a joke. It doesn't add anything to it. Right. Uh, It's a verisimilitude piece. So no no no. So I think I think in the context of the show, when viewed as a surface level, yes, this is super throwaway. It's like a weird prize that they're just like, hooray, you get this, right? But I think in our interpretation of the show, I think there's a very important message to this, and we'll get there when we get there because I, I'll, I'll I gotta bring this into our grand unified theory in a moment. Um, but okay, so. They go back to the Honker Burger and, you know, Roger, uh, Skeeter and uh, Doug are talking about how it sucked or whatever. And Roger busts in and he's like wearing cowboy garb and he's doing like the cowboy walk with the spurs and he shows the videotape. Why is Roger uh, wearing a cowboy outfit? This is another I'm going to suck your dick to own you situation. <laughs> like he's, he's just dressed as a cow. Like it's like, why? You don't need to do that. Well, specifically, the reason why I think you're saying that is because he shows the videotape to Doug and he calls him Hoss and he says, Oh, and funny, if I were you, I'd bring a saddle to school tomorrow because the kids are going to be riding you all day. <laughs> Direct quote from the children's yeah. television show, Doug. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I can't, like, that in and of itself, okay, standard issue, Roger, Doug, unrequited romantic tension, I get it. But... Why is Roger in a cowboy getup? There is no point to that. Again, it adds nothing. I'm gonna suck your dick to own you. <laughs> oh, no. I. Why do you need to be Kinda. in a cowboy outfit to suck someone's dick to own them? You're adding <laughs> unnecessary variables, Sam. <laughs> right. Is that a requirement? Is that like part of your contract for sucking dick to own someone? During this time of economic downturn, we have to find efficiencies. We do not have to put on cowboy outfits before we suck <laughs> people's dicks to own them. Right. We can do that in our street clothes. Wear a mask when you're doing this. Put the mask on for your own protection and that of others. Yeah. Oh my god. We need holy shit, we need to make a shirt of the mask, but with a surgical mask over it that says put the mask on. All credit to Brock of uh, Damage Boost for that original idea. That's great. Oh my god. Okay. So this throws Doug into a fantasy, right? And it shows Roger as a carnival barker having people step right up for Ride the Hoss. Yeah. Wherein Doug's classmates take turns riding Doug Step around right Doug. up and ride the 11-year-old. Where he's, riding, he's got a collar on and everyone's taking a ride on him. And he's like, oh, this is so humiliating. Faster. Faster, Hoss. 
<laughs> yeah, and I also love how in this circle of kids that are around him, Patty is there, but you know she would never dream of paying for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah no like this is one of the things where a lesser show would dwell on this for forever but no it's just it's all right there we really don't need to spell this one out for you right okay but i think there is one important bit other than why does roger need to wear a cowboy hair to suck his dick there's there's a reason why right here because it shows roger and skeeter interacting and we've talked a lot about roger and skeeter being the same person and i was afraid for a minute that this would break down here not however however i think it's very important that uh, it showed Doug receiving the tape as a gift for being on the show because this is how Roger actually got the tape, how he yes. actually got the tape of the recording because Skeeter was there, right? And 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 also, so, I want to stress, during the uh, taping of the show, Skeeter was really super into it. And yes. Doug was being really pissy about that. And so, yes. oh, you ruined our date, funny. <laughs> I'm gonna own you so bad for ruining right. our special time together. Right. And so I think this is how he got the tape. And I think it's very funny because it shows that the tape is labeled Hoss. And I think it would be really funny if when they gave him the tape, that they just labeled it Hoss instead of Doug. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, you are Hoss forever now. We pre-record these things. We already have like, there's a table of who gets what nickname. <laughs> yeah. We don't actually care who it lands on. Yeah. Okay, so we go into the next day, um, and it's showing a bunch, a line of kids outside the AV room, and there's like a a a a, a, a piece of like cardboard or whatever that shows like oh man big show coming at lunchtime right and roger's there and he's being a carnival barker and he's like oh boy here we go it's time for the big show and right as the big surprise is about to happen uh doug's aunt just fucking rolls up into the school for no reason (laughs) and she's like i thought i recognized you from the honker burger the other day and she has the tape of the time, and she like busts into the AV room with just Doug and Roger, and she's like, "Oh boy, you you were on the show last week, Roger." School is just out. We have to assume, <laughs> right? And she's just like, "And you set the record for the fastest hog tie of flapjack." So the idea here is that. Doug and Roger both have the ability to own each other, so they can't own each other, so they both decide to destroy the tapes. But we already have seen that Roger's friends have seen the tape. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's already been owned. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, no, that doesn't even work. Like, you can't have Roger watching the video, watching the show with his friends. His friends still can own Doug. Yeah. Like, this doesn't fix anything. Nope. <laughs> well, theoretically, he could, like, tell his friends to shut up because they've reached an accord or something. I, Why I would know. they? Why They would make fun of him. Because Roger's their boss. <laughs> but they will turn on. We have seen that they will turn on Roger. That is yes, true. That's actually been a series of plot. Like how he reestablished control after that has to have been an interesting dynamic. Well, right. they he, they never saw the the tape from. Uh, they never saw Roger's tape itself. Yeah, right? they just right. they just heard about it. 
right? So, but also it doesn't make any sense. I think this is also evidence towards Roger and Skeeter being the same person because Skeeter was super into the show in the audience. Yeah. And like, and he knew that there was a week when a kid couldn't even hog tie flapjack because he's the one who has the record, right? Yeah. He's the one who's like, I'm the best at this shit and no one else can compete. Right. So I think this all fits. Yeah. I think all of this still all fits. Yeah. No, completely. This is uh, <sighs> Skeeter slash Roger being uncomfortable about the fact that uh, this could have been a great time, but Doug was just being a big pissy baby. Right. Right. Somehow. Who knew who this was going to happen? <laughs> okay. But so then we cut. They're just like, well, we've reached an, an impasse. We have mutually assured destruction here. And as usual, when you've reached an impasse with somebody, it's time to have a romantic firelight dinner with them. So Roger and I struck a compromise, and that night we had a special showing of our tapes. They cut to Doug and Roger having a romantic nighttime date at Doug's house, where they're sharing a bowl of popcorn, and they're watching their tapes burn in the fireplace. Inhaling the delicious plastic smoke. Yeah, I wrote this is probably a carcinogen. (laughs) Yeah, this would give them brain damage. This might actually, like hurt people in the house like like that might if his parents were at the hotel that this would greatly affect them yeah i'm pretty sure no one else is in the house at this moment while this is happening because they're just like downstairs in the dark doing this right and yeah and then it then then it cuts a series of magnificent lines yeah, they were both got their hands in the popcorn bowl. They're both touching their hands together as they reach for the same piece of popcorn. And Doug goes, This bowl of popcorn ain't big enough for the both of us, Rowdy Roger. Watch it, Poss! I may have to rope and hog tie you. Don't forget, I got the record! Oh, keep going. They said that he has the record, even though all the video shows is just him getting owned by the pig. <laughs> Nobody beats the pig. The pig it's is absolutely nonsensical. Well, he only has the record for hog tying flapjack. Yeah, they don't show that though. <laughs> yeah, it's because That's it's true. far too erotic to be shown on children's television. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that part got censored <laughs> when they put when they edited the recording afterwards. <laughs> and Doug says, "Well, well, Rudy toot toot to you," and Roger goes, "Well, yippee kayo to you too." It's cute that they've got pet names for each other. Yeah, and 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 this reminded me a lot. Well, okay, let's yeah, no, out. let's finish it off because I know what you were reminded so, of. So yeah, allow exactly. me to recite, <laughs> Roger, you're eating all the popcorn. I'll do it. Look, look, Hoss, don't make me ride you around the room. (laughs) Roger, you're eating all the popcorn. Look, Hoss, don't make me ride you around the room. (laughs) My favorite part of this is that while they're saying this, it's zooming out of the house. So you don't see what they're doing at this moment. You know, you completely know. And, and it's zooming out. While they're saying this, it shows that Doug's bedroom light is on. <laughs> so they might be in there. Oh. For further information on what was going on in that room, please consult DeviantArt for Doug Roger Hugging Cowboy. Hugging. Yes, hugging. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of work. Hugging. Hugging while not wearing a shirt. Or <laughs> yeah. pants. 
but still wearing cowboy hats. It's so common on DeviantArt. But this reminded me so much, and you know what I'm talking about here, Jim. Yeah. There was something that we read in college of a fan fiction of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, God. Of, of, Which later on was turned into a script for a video game. Yeah. <laughs> of Cloud and who I think it was like Aerith or something. Who cares? And Doug's just not Doug. And, and Cloud Doug was busy like, carrying his gigantic sword. Yeah, and Doug was like, Cloud, you're eating all the popcorn. That's my popcorn. <laughs> God, there's something so terrifyingly slice-of-life romantic comedy about it, and a badly written one at that. It's so good, though, and we've talked about this particular piece of fanfic for years. Just because it's something I find so viscerally uncomfortable about it. I, I think because it's done so sincerely. Yeah. I think because they're like, it's just like, yeah, you know, they're just there. These two characters are just having a bowl of popcorn together. The point where it stopped being fan fiction has just been, okay, I want to just write Slice of Life to people who like one another with no connection to the under... I want to write what I think a relationship is because I don't experience one. Oh, man. Like, there's just oh, something well. so viscerally uncomfortable about that to me. I don't know why. <laughs> well, on exactly that topic, that brings us to the end of this Doug episode. Yeah. God. Oh, man. How, how do you guys feel right now? I feel like we need to give Doug a gigantic sword and needs to fight ghosts. I'm, flat, <laughs> I'm flapjack now. I'm flapjacking. And am I, I we might get hate for this, but am I the only one who thinks that Final Fantasy VII is like wildly overrated? Like I played it when I was in college for the first time. That's probably it. Like I don't have any of the rose-colored goggles for it, and I was just like, man, this game is not that great. I don't know. I never played it. It's one of those things where it's like the Beatles, where everything after it took everything that was good about it while quietly ditching okay. all the parts that were shit. Sure. And evidently, okay, like, hey. For those of you who pay, care about such things, spoiler warning for the FF7 remake. Evidently, in the uh, new one, like, they actually shared your opinion, Mike. And, like, the <laughs> climax of, like, this act one they put out is you basically killing the concept of the original game's plot and allowing huh. them to redo it. Because, yeah, okay, there's no way in hell we're redoing this beat for beat. Because, let's be real, like two-thirds of the original beats after Act 1 sucked ass. The one awesome one was that time where Cloud took a bath with a bunch of muscle dudes. And I hope... That part is still in. Oh, There's a sequence yeah. where in that, like, they change it a little insofar as there's a sequence where Cloud must participate in an extremely gay dance-off. Hell yeah. I love that. Yes, they oh. understood what was important to keep. Yeah, that's the true lore. Oh, man. All right. Well, before we go too much more wild on this, do you guys have any closing thoughts and feelings to this one? Honk at Flapjack. Your Flapjack. What, what is the moral in this one? We haven't talked about that. Honk at Flapjack. <laughs> Hogtie Flapjack. Hogtie Flapjack, yes. You have to remember to spay and neuter your clowns. But <laughs> yeah. aside from that obvious moral, I think the moral is other people have done embarrassing stuff too. Yeah, mutually assured destruction, I guess. Like, it's or, good. 
Yeah, it's make an accord with your bully. Hope that they also are embarrassed about. Be really pissy know. about any pop culture you don't enjoy because <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there will be a benefit for it in there somewhere. Your aunt doesn't understand you and exists to torment you for her own will. I mean, if we start know. listing the characters who exist to torment Doug, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. All right. Well, then, should we call this one here? You guys satisfied? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's roll. Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Oh, boy. Where's my popcorn, Sam? <laughs>